You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views from Street. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, so we talked numbers. Let's talk position players. You're listening to the Views from Midstreet podcast, wherever major podcasts are found. Do us a favor. Make sure you are subscribed, especially if this is the first episode that you have listened to. Make sure you go to Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play or iTunes or uh, free on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast, and make sure you are subscribed to and alerted about. Make sure you're alerted because we drop pods all the time, and you want to make sure you don't miss one. Grab it wherever major podcasts are found. Uh, I- I'll tell you one spot in this game, Lonzo, that I have not seen a lot of the major preview sites really talk about. Special teams is going to be a critical factor in this game. Neither one of these offenses scores a lot. Both of these offenses punt a lot, which means that both of these teams are going to have an opportunity to bring some back this weekend. LaVisca Chenault Jr. had that big kickoff return against the Saints, but Raheem Blackshear put together a handful of really good returns against the 49ers last week. Blackshear's 200-yard effort, the most for any NFL player as a return man in a single game this season and tied for the second biggest number of return yards in Panthers history. And we talked about stats. Carolina has 426 kickoff return yards, which currently leads the NFL. It is also the most for the Panthers through week five since back in 2010. All right, so you can look at that another way and say, well, the Panthers have been scored on Got so much. Got a lot much. of chances. Yeah, so they have more opportunity. But, yeah, he almost broke a couple there. Sure did. He really did. He looked – He looked. you know, the really good uh, returners, they're able to cause a couple guys to miss, and then they lay the wood on whoever does take them down. The the As you mentioned, and, and I wanted to talk about this when we talked about defensive statistics just a minute ago, right, in that last segment. The defensive statistics say, statistically speaking, that the Rams' defense is better than the Panthers. And they might be. They might be, right? Looking looking personnel group to personnel group, they might be. But the other thing that you have to consider when you look at those rankings, as Lonzo just mentioned, and correctly so regarding special teams, the reason, scratch that, a reason that the Panthers have as many special teams yards as they do is because they get a lot more cracks at it, right? We've given up some points. But... The same, the same logic can be applied to the Carolina defense. When opposing teams are getting more possessions per game than any other team in the NFL, when we are the worst third-down conversion rate team offensively in the National Football League, and it's not particularly close. In fact, as of right now, we are the worst since the metric has been recorded. The worst third-down offense 
in the history of the NFL since that stat's been recorded. Part of the reason that the defense has given up as many yards, as many points, et cetera, as they do statistically speaking is because... Because they tired. Because they tired. Because the defense has been on the field more than pretty much every other NFL defense so far. In fact, statistically, time of possession-wise, we are very much towards, if not as of right now, at the bottom of the league in terms of total time of possession, which means your defense leads the league in time that they have spent on the field, and that is a part of the reason why. We have injuries, guys are being asked to play more than they regularly would, and we have given up so much. But that being said, the return game for both teams is going to have a crack to make a difference this week. If we can pop one, Chenault did against the Saints, Blackshear should have against the 49ers. If we can pop one off on special teams, and, and I'll go ahead and put this one out there right now. If we score a special teams touchdown, Lonzo, we will win this game. If we get one back on a punt return or a kickoff return, if we score a special teams touchdown in this game, unless the Rams do too, we will win this football game. What a prediction right there. I'd, I'm going to go with you on this for sure. Uh, and the other, the other advantage, I think we have an advantage at punter. You talked about field position. He's gotten plenty of, of chances to punt and is doing a great job. So you give them a longer field with their struggling offense, and then you got a better chance to get, get them uh, three and out. So the punting game, also very, very important in this game. By the way, who is the Carolina Panthers punter right now? It's Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker. Where did Hecker come from? The Rams, where he won a Super Bowl last year. Who is the Rams punter right now? Riley Dixon is the punter. Riley Dixon has some big shoes to fill over there in L.A. He is a six-year veteran. He is 29 years old, and and I hate to say this, you don't want your team's punter to be known, right? You'd prefer if he never played. That's great. Uh, who was it? I think uh, uh, Thomas Morstead with the Dolphins a couple weeks ago, back before Tua got banged up. Morstead had a game where I think he punted one time, right, in week one or week two. had a game where, and they talked to him, and they're like, you know, do, do you like when you don't? And he's like, dude, I'd prefer if I never saw the field, right? Obviously, I want to never see the field. Yeah, he still gets paid, you know, so, so that works. And you're probably going to win the game if you never punt. Riley Dixon got brought in because they didn't have Johnny Hecker anymore. Hecker is going to be a weapon in this game. And, and, and granted, when Hecker left the Rams, he didn't do it under bad circumstances, right? He didn't leave the Rams like the Rams. It basically came down to Johnny Hecker was going to be making like $3.3 million against the salary cap. And the Rams, especially considering they are still trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. back, wanted to minimize the cap. They didn't want to go crazy on a punter. We had a little room. We made a move to get one of the best punters in the league in there. Punters are going to be chess pieces. They ain't the queen, but they absolutely will be like the bishop in this, in that this, this punter battle Whoever wins the field position battle has got a really good chance. I actually think this game could be closer than the 10.5 Vegas thinks it is, but special teams is going to be a big chunk of that, and these two punters will have a massive say in this because let's be real. Both offenses are sputtering right now, right? Both offenses are struggling right now. If you have a punter who has a big day and flips the field two or three or four times, that would go a long way towards the Panthers' upset. All right, we've went this entire podcast, and we haven't talked offense yet. I think, I think you're trying to avoid let's it. Let's do it. I think you're trying to avoid the fact that the Panthers need to run the ball with their stable of running backs. And from everything I'm hearing, from everything I'm seeing, 
that's probably what they're going to do. The bad part is the Rams know that that's probably what they're going to do, especially with P.J. Walker back there as a quarterback. I think they're going to doubt him. They probably uh, have forgotten that he started, what, two games last year, I think it was? And so he's had playing time, so this isn't the first time. If he were to play, if Baker's not playing, I'm not going to give that up. Baker's uh, not playing. But so if he were to play, I think the first thought, if you are the Rams' uh, defense, is that the Panthers are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball anyway. But P.J. Walker can throw the ball too, but he can also run himself. So I think the running game is key to this. It ha- I've been saying this every single week, but this week especially it's going to be the key to this. Even uh, it, Christian McCaffrey was asked in the press conference, I think a couple times, uh, or, or at his locker, if they're going to run the ball more, and he expertly avoided the question. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right Instead now. Of, he could, I, if, he, if, if McCaffrey looked at the camera and said, hey, man, feed me. Feed me would you be more. Would you be okay? With, that's not him. That's not how he does things, and I get that. But it would have been a pleasant surprise if he had done that. Yeah, I mean, and, and it would have been the time, but at the same time, I think Christian McCaffrey is a smart cat, and he recognizes that if he makes that call, it kind of puts pressure on, on Steve Wilkes. Granted, I would love the pressure to be on Ben McAdoo, not Steve Wilkes, but – Steve Wilkes is auditioning for a job. Steve Wilkes you know, speaking of that, done. speaking of that, there's more pressure on McAdoo this week than probably at any oh, other absolutely. time. Absolutely, absolutely, because McAdoo doesn't get to play it off as I'm I'm Matt Rule stooge anymore. McAdoo's now kind of on his own, and knowing that Steve, because Steve Wilkes, they asked Steve Wilkes in a presser, "Did you fire Phil Snow?" And he basically said, "Yup." He went Pam Beasley. Yup. Short did. Uh, ben McAdoo was asked. Did he think he was going to get fired when Phil Snow got fired? And his answer was, and I quote, any day you show up at the facility and your key card still works is a good day. Let me translate that for you. Kind of. I kind of thought I was getting canned. McAdoo knows the pressure is on him and not on Matt Rule anymore because you got a defensive-minded head coach. McAdoo knows what happens to the offense is now on him, and you got to think that he knows especially I'll tell you what I think for for you Mr. Run the Ball more over there I think PJ Walker starting is the best thing happening to this offense for a guy of your mentality why because you do not want to win and lose this game based on PJ Walker's arms you want to win or lose this game based on Christian McCaffrey's legs based on Chuba Hubbard's legs you want to win this based on your running backs at this point you want to talk about running the ball Carolina better run the ball 50 freaking times in this game and allow it to go all right Rams you want to stop us you better bring everybody in the box and let's create some situations on the on the outside another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Where PJ Walker gets to trust DJ and Robbie to win those battles one-on-one on the outside because everybody else is loading the box. I want to see, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say 40 runs out of this team this week and force LA to play the run to give PJ his best chance at being successful. This game, this outcome for the Panthers is predicated, and I genuinely think for the very first time, 
on whether or not they listen to Lonzo Reitzel. And they should, but if I were Ben McAdoo, the first play I would call would be a deep ball. Just go yad. <laughs> yeah, because because everyone's going to be looking, okay, they're going to run the ball, yeah. they're going to run the ball. So if you, if, you, if you come out there and you see them already loading the box – just take take one deep shot the very first play, then start running the ball. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm interested to do it. Uh, by the way, there are two players in the National Football League at this point who have four 100-yard games th- so far this season. Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey, the only two guys to do it at this point. Utilize that. I will also tell you that based on what we talked about back in the first segment with that Robbie Anderson, when they asked him if he was going to miss Matt Rule, and he's kind of like, eh, eh, eh. I'm going to tell you right now, Robbie Anderson, if, if, if that was him being genuinely honest and not, uh, there's kind of a part of me that wonders like, okay, was he hyping up Steve Wilkes a little bit here, right? Like, Because Wilkes knows the reports have been that the locker room was very much still with Matt Rule up until the firing. And, you know, there, there might be a little bit of intimidation for Steve Wilkes. If he walks, if he's like, okay, these guys love Matt Rule, what happens if I walk into the locker room and they're all like, you ain't coach, you ain't, can't sit here, you ain't coach, right? Then he might be a little intimidated and, and, and pull back a little bit. So I don't wonder if a couple of the guys that have said, hey, we're ready to move on, we're ready to go to the new era, aren't doing it to kind of pump up Steve Wilkes a little bit. But uh, if I'm Wilkes and I'm McAdoo, I'm going to Robbie Anderson and I'm like, hey, bro. The show time, right? This is your time. This is your shot to go big game Robbie on us. Go big game Rob. Go out there and smoke that meat wagon for about a buck seventy-five and a pair of touchdowns. And let's get you talked about again, especially considering look, I I, I don't know, and I don't think too many of the foundational players are genuinely on the trade block, right? I actually think the only guy that would even be entertained as a trade option right now is Christian McCaffrey. But if Robbie Anderson's on that block, dude, whether you're going or staying, this is your time to put on a show and make P.J. Walker look like a star. All of that being said, Lonzo, run the goddamn football! As Richard Sherman said. Absolutely. That's what you got to do. I've been calling on that for a while, and I'm not the only one. Everyone's calling for that, especially when you have Christian McCaffrey and you have other running backs in the stable who are perfectly capable of doing it. Not just that. Do some pop passes. Get Robbie Anderson. Get those guys involved by getting them the ball. And and the quickest way to do that, even though it's counted as a pass, is basically a, a handoff. Do some pop passes. Do some screens. Do some things like that. There's so many things they can do, and this is probably the team to do it against. Um, but McAdoo has got to know that if he has a bad, bad game and doesn't run the ball, that he could probably be uh yeah tepper said very publicly it's up to steve wilkes who stays and goes yeah it's up to wilkes i don't know who the next guy would be uh but let me let me give you let me give you if you if you've ever had to look over your shoulder knowing that you're doing a bad job and that someone could be taking your job at any time it makes you focus it makes you do your best and uh we're gonna see what mcadoo has in him that's fact He's, he's got to know. Again, he's looking at Steve Wilkes and recognizing that this dude is not my colleague now. He's my boss, right? And if Tepper was being honest, which it looks like he was, when he said who stays and who goes is entirely up to Steve Wilkes. Not only does McAdoo have to understand 
he's got to look back over his shoulder. Although, honestly, I think part of the reason McAdoo's there is who the hell else are you going to bring in as offensive By coordinator? Way, favorite picture this week is McAdoo and Wilkes showing up to work together. And and they're talking oh, yeah. as they're walking. Yeah. And all I could all I could think all I could hear in my head, you know, Ben, run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run the so, ball. So so McAdoo's looking over his shoulder because he knows his job's on the line. Although, like I said, I think he's got a little bit of job security in that who the hell else are you bringing in to be your play caller, right? Because uh, not just that, nobody's going to take a midseason OC job right now under an interim head coach, right? Because if that interim coach doesn't become the head coach, the next guy that comes in next year is not keeping you around. I don't so know. It's a, Unless you're on the staff or if you're maybe a retiree and, and or someone looking to get back in yeah, the game. I mean, like, I'll tell you, uh, like if, if they, uh, but again, if there is somebody who's got that much ability right now, they're already an offensive coordinator unless they are retired, but I can't think of anybody who fits that mold, right? So McAdoo knows that he's got a little bit of job security and who the hell else is going to come in and take the job. Hell, a lot of people think half the reason Ben McAdoo's there is because nobody else wanted that job, knowing that Matt Rule was on the hot seat from week one. It turns out that prediction turned out to be correct. But on the flip side, as much as Ben McAdoo might be coaching for his job, so is Steve Wilkes right now. And if Steve Wilkes gets to the point that he goes, McAdoo is so bad that I believe there's another guy on this staff that I would trust more to call the place, then McAdoo's gone too because Steve Wilkes knows he wants to be a head coach. That Flores lawsuit proved it. He knows this is an on-the-job audition for him, and he's got to rely on his OC to make him look good. So if Ben McAdoo's not doing it, he's gone too. That is why I suspect we will run the ball quite a bit. Prediction on this game, Lonzo. Ah, man, this is tough. I know. It really really is tough. I uh, If Baker Mayfield plays, I think Carolina has a chance to win this game. Rob guarantees me, well, he can't guarantee, but close to guarantees me that Baker's not going to play. I find it hard to believe that they're going to win with P.J. Walker in there because I think they're going to be one-dimensional. They're finally going to run the ball, but they're probably not going to throw it as much. So I'm still going to say that, because other than one game, it's pretty much been close games every week. So I think Carolina's going to lose this. And I hate to say it, but I think they're going to lose maybe by three. Uh, I will tell you this. We, on our show, on the Rob Brown Show this morning, picked our our lines. We picked our, our NFL and pro games, or NFL and college games for the weekend. And my gut reaction was to go Rams cover up 10 and a half. And now after really deep diving it a little bit more, right? I, I I think I've talked myself into thinking I probably should have picked the Panthers. I probably should have picked the Panthers to be inside 10 because I think there's a lot, and we've done this, I've done this with teams before. You look at a team and you think, you know, they're, they're due for a bounce back game, right? The Rams are too good to be this bad. They're too good to be two and three. Defensively, they're too good to be two and three. And offensively on paper, they're too good to be two and three. They got to go for a bounce back game. But then I, you know, the more I really thought about it, I kept thinking bounce back game, right? We're, we're, do not think that because Matt Rule's gone, all of a sudden the Panthers are world beaters. We're still not a good football team. We're just a new, we're just a bad football team pointed, not even going in a new direction. We just pointed in a newer direction. That being said, we do have some strengths and the strengths line up pretty good with the Rams weaknesses overall. I am also go good. Uh, I'm going to go Rams win the game. I'm going to go Rams win in the neighborhood of 27-21. I think it's far enough apart that we don't think, oh, we should have had them like we did with the Giants and the Browns. But I think it's close enough that we all come in here on Monday's edition of the pod and go, hey, 
there might be a little optimism here. There might be a little something to look forward to here for the big cats. Lonzo, any final words for the people? Yeah, it's it's a new day. Keep your head up and keep pounding. It's a new day. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Do us a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Share the good word of the Views from Ministry podcast. Share it around on your social. Give it the give the links to people. Tell them to pick it up on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Play, or free on the Odyssey app. We will be back on Monday with the Reaction Pod after the Carolina Panthers take on the LA Rams Sunday, 4.05 Eastern Standard Time. We, ladies and gentlemen, will see you then. For Lonzo Reitzel, I'm Rob Brown. We'll see you Monday on the Views from Mid Street Podcast. Keep pounding, baby!